now playing at the Dorothy Chandler Pavilion until June 12th, LA Opera presents La Boheme. This is LA Theatre Bites. I'm David Reinwald. I am really glad to have just gotten the experience of seeing this new production of La Boheme. It's a production that is fairly standard in the way that it that it presents this classic opera tale and classic opera music by the probably most renowned composer of opera, Giacomo Puccini, who really isn't known for any other compositions in his, in his breadth of work except for his operas, which all are pretty much extremely, extremely famous. The one thing that I love the most about this opera is its accessibility. And I want to definitely say to those who may be listening out there who haven't yet experienced the art form of opera or or who maybe step back in and say, no, that opera is not for me. Give this production a chance. Give La Boheme a chance. Maybe we can make it even a a, a bigger, a bigger, uh, uh, ploy for you out there to uh, see La Boheme, no matter what production it is. But um, La Boheme is an extremely accessible opera, and I would even go as far as saying it's a beginner's opera. This is because the plot is extremely easy to follow. The music is, is, is very accessible, which you cannot say for every opera out there. And it's not a very long opera, playing at just about two and a half hours pretty much the length of any musical they're going to go see these days. Let me tell you a little bit about this story. A lot of us have experienced this plot retrospectively because a lot of us love that musical called Rent, and as we know, the plot for Rent came directly from the plot of La Boheme, with a few changes, and most of those changes are the gender of the characters, but... The plot is is nearly like for like, and if you're looking at it in the lens of retrospect, you are going to pick up on these connections around every single corner, even in the music. Uh, some of you may know that what is uh, referred to over and over again as Musetta's Waltz in Rent, it, it, that really is the name of the famous aria that the character Musetta, who is portrayed as a character Maureen in Rent. It is her main aria. This production has some double casting in the leads, including the role of Musetta, also the role of Mimi, and the role of Rodolfo, who, if you are comparing to Rent, that is the role of Roger. I'll return in just a bit to some of the elements of the story, but now let's look at some of the design. This production has a great depth of form put into its scenery, and the scenery creates lifelike facades that are really going to draw you in as you see what they create on the stage. You you feel like you are really looking at the front of a cafe or the front of the rooftop residence, of Marcello and Rodolfo, where the story begins. And I thought the scenery was just extremely beautiful. And sometimes when you're a little bit closer to the stage, the scenery looks a little less lifelike. Well, I was in 
row five, and I will tell you the scenery looked like I was looking at a three-story building on both sides of the stage, and I loved that element of the scenery. In the beginning also, you will see rooftops in the back, and it took me back to having seen the Broadway production of Mary Poppins. It reminded me of of like the chimneys that you see in the back. If you've seen that production, you'll probably find that to be a little bit amusing. And on the left-hand back of the stage, you'll see an incomplete Eiffel Tower in the process of being built, which kind of takes you into the timeline of the setting of this story, even though it really has a lot of classic themes, classic love themes, classic themes of tragedy, uh, in in these characters that are uh, battling disease. At that time, uh, it, it is tuberculosis. That is carried over into the modern rent as HIV and AIDS. The costumes in this production are very much traditional period costumes, reminding me a lot of costumes you would see also in Les Mis. And most of the colors of the costumes that the majority of the cast are wearing are very neutral. So there are a lot of grays and browns. This really makes elements of color stand out in the few elements of color that that appear during the production. Specifically, Musetta's costuming is much more colorful and much more grand and fits her character well. Her character's a little bit over the top, and thus her beautiful classic costumes in these bright colors really stand out. There are also a few other moments in the production where there's a lot of color and pomp and circumstance and even a flag moment that took me right to Les Mis, and I'll let you figure out what that might be, or you can go see it and and see for yourself. And those moments really stand out in front of the neutral colors in the costumes and the neutral colors in the set as well because you have a lot uh, of gray stone facades in the buildings that are there. I will tell you that the only place that it is snowing or where the windows are frosted at the moment in Los Angeles is on the stage of the Dorothy Chandler Pavilion and it is believable. These are beautiful winter scenes that I think actually are a staple to La Boheme. The production always takes place there. And if you've seen Rent, you know also Rent also takes place during the winter months. And they create these beautiful winter scenes that really just surround the beauty of the music that you will hear. So now let's, let me take you to the music because without me talking about the music, I cannot properly review an opera. So Puccini's... Puccini's music is so lyrical, and La Boheme definitely really plays this out, perhaps more than some of his other operas that maybe have a bit more dramatic fashion, like like a Tosca or um, uh, some of his later later work. La Boheme is very much about the lyricism, and each character actually even has a character theme that comes back. And uh, the orchestra is often playing these themes beneath the recitative, the the non-aria things that the characters are singing. The recitative, if you don't know that word, recitative is almost 
almost translates to be what today in a musical would be the lines. It's it's it, it's the non-melodic parts of what's being sung that carries the action forward in the opera. And then when you arrive at the aria, those are those big musical moments that stop the action and really focus generally on one character singing arias that today are generally very famous and those are the things that people want to hear especially in a concert form they, they don't come to hear a recitative in an opera concert they come to hear the beautiful arias and the arias are what make an opera singer a brilliant opera singer the standout moments in the opera were definitely and i'm, I'm a tenor so I, I will definitely put that out there but um with um with uh, rodolfo's famous que gelida manina which translates as uh uh, your small frozen hand. This is the moment where Rodolfo first meets Mimi, and then Mimi responds to that as uh, uh, "Mikiamo Mimi." My name is is Mimi as she introduces herself to him. Both Rodolfo and Mimi have have amazingly lyrical singing, and they have wonderful stage presence. And they both really gave it their all. And for me, the Kejeli da Manina was the show-stopping moment. For me, it comes very early on in the opera, and it just—it was one of those moments that just gave me gave gave me chills. So there are a number of other arias in the opera that are also standout moments, but I'm just going to highlight those for now. If you are unfamiliar with the story of Rent or La Boheme, it basically follows the exploits of a group of friends who are living in poverty conditions or very poor conditions, but who are artists and are really living what today we call that bohemian life. And the bohemian lifestyle definitely is taking its first bow in this story of La Boheme. And they are living this, the life of the struggling artists and also fighting the things that happen around them, be it financial issues or be it illness or just be it the struggles of life and love. And so that is the story of La Boheme in it in a nutshell and it's a pretty simple story and so again that's why i say it's it's a wonderful story line to take in if you are a novice to the opera experience i often find that the plot lines from many operas actually are very complex watching many operas is like watching a shakespearean drama and to follow all those little nuances of the plot can be sometimes challenging until you get really get used to the way that the plots are structured. That doesn't happen so much in this story. I also sometimes find that opera singers are not always the strongest actors. They are wonderful singers and they put a lot of their craft into that. And I'm going to give myself liberty to talk about this because I am a singer myself and I have performed in several operas. And so I kind of feel that that is something that sometimes lacks in an opera. I didn't really find that to be the case in this opera, which I, which was really joyful for me to see, that the, the, the singers actually were putting a decent amount of energy back into their acting, just as much as into their singing, which of course takes priority. 
And so overall, I give this production an 8 in all of the areas that we are looking at here at LA Theatre Bites in its story, set and design, entertainment, acting, and costumes. I do really recommend that you go see this. If you haven't yet, make sure to subscribe to our podcast at iTunes or on our website. And also you can find me here and there at my very own podcast, 321 Culture, also can be found on iTunes or on Facebook and Twitter, where I like to go out and see and report back on things that I've seen in Orange County, in LA, and abroad. Go and enjoy the theater and the opera.